0: Amidst a cost-of-living crisis and a housing situation that continues to price ordinary people out of the market, it's perhaps no surprise that homelessness is becoming more and more of a problem in Jersey. As an organisation that helps homeless men get back on their feet, Sanctuary Trust is on the front line. In this special episode of The Interview, Abby Nance, Head of Fundraising and Communications for Sanctuary Trust to Housing Minister Deputy David War and Frank Walker OBE, former Chief Minister and Chairman of Sanctuary Trust. They discuss what homelessness is and how it's defined, what causes it, who is affected and just what can be done about it.
1: Deputy David Wall, mm-hmm. Housing Minister, and Frank Walker OBE, thank you very much for taking the time out to talk to us today about the housing crisis in the island and homelessness. I'm going to start the interview by directing a question mm-hmm. to you, Deputy Wall. It's nearly a year since you've been in the position of Housing Minister. Mm-hmm. What impact do you think you've had?
2: I'd, I'd like to think a degree of impact it's always difficult because it's such a big subject matter you know the areas which we're really focused in on at the moment are sort of the gateway and access to the gateway so that's um you know the general public having access to housing and and uh, social housing in some ways. So one area which I've been very focused on is, is how do we open that up to m- and give more accessibility. We successfully uh, did a uh, change at the end of the end of December, beginning of January, and by the end of June, I think we will be uh, we will be looking to pull the uh, age down from uh, forty five to twenty five. So uh, I think that's going to be a big a big change as t- for people to access uh, social Housing.
1: Fantastic. Um, You published (coughs) a definition of homelessness. Mm What difference would you say this has made and what do you hope it's going to achieve?
2: Well, I think the most important thing is it's created an awareness. I think everybody's thought of homelessness as something, you know, people on streets, you know, you go around the streets of London, and you see people lying on the street. Actually, it's uh, much more complex than that. And this is around, so the definition has been really helpful to to go into more depth on that front. And so we've talked about things like rooflessness. We're talking about over, overcrowding. We've talked about insecure housing. Uh, so I think that's been really, really helpful. It's also helpful from the um, our, our front desk, as it were, when we see people come in the door uh, through the housing advisory service, and that is that they can use. I hate to use a horrible word like triaging when you're talking about human beings, but this ability to separate out the different issues that people have who who come in and looking for advice, and so that's giving us a, a richer form of data, and that data hopefully we can then put into the actual housing providers, such as you know shelter, and then. What I call triage—that, in other words, understand whether we have the right resources in the right places—and that's that's really really important. And this data is going to be really helpful for the future, you know, development of of housing within this island.
3: I, I think it's really important that uh, the minister is taking such a close interest in the homelessness issue. Um, you know, we at Sanctuary Trust are only two vividly aware of how big an issue it is and has been um for many years now we of course are limited in the number of men uh, we can take in so anything that government can do to help us and other charities dealing with the homelessness um, issue is more than welcome and um, it's been great since um, Deputy War, um took office his close interest has been really helpful no doubt we still need more help of course um, but no doubt i'm looking forward to further help as we move forward
1: thanks very much for that frank now so what would you consider more help to look like what would you really want the island to be doing to tackle homelessness
3: well, I think, uh, as Deputy Wall said, the f- first thing is we need to we need to identify the extent of the problem, um, because there have been all sorts of guesstimates about how many homeless people. Now, we at Sanctuary Trust only take in homeless men, but of course, you know, homeless women is an equal problem. There have been so many guesstimates about how many there are. It would be enormously helpful to have more specific and accurate data in that regard and then we working with other charities who um, do a similar job to us we're then in a a really good position to think about what more resources do we need do we need more buildings do we need more rooms do we need more staff Um, and hopefully you never know one day we might even get government financial support uh, which we don't get any at the moment but um Uh, Should things advance in that direction, that would be very welcome as well.
1: Deputy Wall, I mean, you're talking, Frank, there about data, I'm aware that you are very much looking at that at the moment, mm-hmm. and you're due to publish some statas- statistics to give an indication of the real scale of homelessness mm-hmm. in the island. Can you give us any sort of indication of what your collection of data is finding at the moment?
2: Well, th- at this moment in time, we're still in the early early uh, phases of that, and I think by the time this broadcast goes out, I'd like to think we're going to be in a far better position. It's actually quite a complex um, issue. Uh, uh, one is for us to what I call when people come into the housing advice service to sort out w- what the issues are with those individuals at that, that, that point, but also the other issues is from the other end, which is who are in sh- who are the people in shelter at this moment in time and what are their needs and what and what does that look like? So it could be the um, women's refuge it can be shelter, it can be as uh, Frank has alluded to here, sanctuary, and. All of the, what we're trying to do is to get all of that data collected up. What's very easy for us to do is to duplicate data. So, in other words, we've placed people in certain areas through the Housing Advice Service, but actually that number then is somehow repeated coming the other way and so what we have to be very careful with is that we know that the data is true it's rich and it's as varied as we think it should be so uh, my initial reaction was and this is from my business background is i want it yesterday i now realize that in a larger organization such as government things don't happen yesterday there's a lot more information (laughs) uh, on that front so i am being quite careful in that respect but by the end of june i think we're going to be in a far better position in terms of having the right data and then analysing that in a much more sophisticated way and of course after that it's working with uh, the house the homelessness cluster as it were to establish exactly where we go from here uh, and I th- I'm, I'm quite excited by it because I think it's really really important that at last we'll be getting to grips with something which is a really serious issue
1: yeah, yeah. I mean f- Frank we obviously are acutely aware of of Mm. what we see at Sanctuary Trust, whether there have been significant numbers banded around in the past, sort of, you know, in excess of a thousand people, potentially homeless. And I think Mm. making that clear distinction about homelessness versus rooflessness, Mm. i.e. not seeing people sleeping rough on the streets. But Frank, what, you know, what do you really see as the, the big issue over here that's causing these numbers of people that we're seeing?
3: Oh, I think without question, one of the big issues of late anyway um, is the cost of accommodation and we're now getting at Sanctuary for the first time in numbers we're getting men coming to us who are in reasonable jobs but despite that they're no longer able to afford the rent and that's that's a real crisis for Jersey which I know um, the Minister is is on top of. Other than that um, the, the reasons that Guys turn to us for help when their lives have basically imploded. There's numerous reasons. Could be marriage breakdown, could be loss of job, it could be alcohol or drug abuse, there are all sorts of um, domestic abuse even, all sorts of issues. But the big new problem is unaffordability.
1: And obviously we've seen quite a lot of work in in your department looking at Mm. at rents um, and also um, bringing in the empty home service Mm. that you've established. Talk a little bit about that. What impact is that having? Sure.
2: So so, uh, vacant homes or empty homes. One, One of my big concerns in Jersey is that we have a huge amount of built environment already in existence. Uh, sadly, a lot, a, a good deal of that is not efficiently used or effectively used. So, in this constant challenging, uh, where we're trying to ch- uh, build more accommodation, um, but being restricted by where we can build our accommodation. So, the the vacant homes uh, uh, concept came out of the census, and I think t- the last census came up with a number of four thousand vacant homes, which was uh, completely bonkers um, as as a as a realistic number. We've now managed to get that down. We believe to around nine hundred. Now, if you think about 900 homes being empty in this island, that's almost like a quarter of the supply that's needed to be built. So so how come all of these um, uh, homes are empty or are vacant? And, uh, you know, another big number i just like to put on there is this is com- something of the order of half a billion pounds worth of real estate. You know, this is hard- six months of government spending. Um, this, the, the, the numbers are just insane. And yet we've done so little to look into this and Dig into this subject, which is very complex indeed.
3: Yeah.
1: In your <clears throat> election manifesto, you said you were fundamentally against any form of rent control on the private sector. Do you still stand by this? <laughs>
2: There, it and I've been had held up to the account for this on many times let's let's determine what we mean by rent control okay so the first thing I would say is we're not going around into the private sector and telling somebody who has a one-bedroom flat or a landlord this is how much you charge for that flat that is not not what we're trying to do what we're trying to do is we're trying to say is let's be transparent about what a rent increase looks like what that how we match that up is it going to be a retail price index is it going to be uh you know once a year you know, be very, very clear when the tenant joins, uh, you know, uh, uh, signs onto an agreement that they know exactly what those uh, costs are going to look like. I mean, management fees are other things which people come up with all the time as well. So it's not just rent, it's management fees, it's other almost like off the, off the off the scene fees which people get caught up in and have problems with so I think we need a lot more transparency and, and in that respect what we're looking to do now is we're producing a white paper which is going to be for discussion uh, by with the Estates Assembly um, which is I think going to be very very, ha- very very helpful but also I really by the end of this year beginning of next year I want to have a completely brand new uh, residential tenancy law in place which is fit for purpose for 21st century. Mm-hmm. Right now we've got disparate laws all over the place. And it's, it's almost impossible to 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 uh, negotiate your way through that. So I've challenged the team uh, around me to say, come on, let's come up with a brand new system, which not only is in the private sector, but also in the social rented sector, because obviously, we've seen housing trusts get caught up in this whole rental increase debacle. And uh, we need some way of finding out, putting eyes on all of that as well.
3: Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, that announcement a few weeks ago by one of the housing trusts of a very considerable increase in rent at very short notice that can't be fair on tenants and um, i was delighted when um, the minister and others intervened and that's been pretty well whether or not it's been resolved i don't know but it's certainly been delayed but david if i if i could pick up um an, another issue it goes mm-hmm. back to the affordability mm-hmm. question um andiam um, for some years now have been running um, really good support schemes both for tenants and also in particular I think first-time buyers Mm -hmm. and I've never quite understood why um, the states why government hasn't taken on a similar scheme um, throughout the wider range of the housing stock are there any plans in that respect at the moment? Mm.
2: Well I think the thing which you're probably aware of way back in I think it's 2021 there was a, a sum of money of 10 million pounds which was ring-fenced um, by the government of the day uh, mm-hmm. for uh, to exactly help that assist assist with purchasing. Now it's seemingly and that ball has now landed very much in my court yep. uh, and it seems that it's been very difficult for previous housing ministers to actually spend that money which is unusual in government I have to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, however I think the, there is a lot of complexity in that. What we will do is in the next six months, we are going to publish what we are going to do, how we are going to bring that money into the marketplace. We've come out of some very extreme situations. You know, We've come out of a, a, an interest rate environment, which was zero, pretty much, um, which as a result of that, a lot of people who had savings were, were investing in property, in buy-to-lets. We've saw a lot of that heat in that market. We saw huge, you know, Santa Dead entered the market and started doing multi- big multipliers, 40-year mortgages, also sorts of things. Now that's all uh, coming to a a grinding halt as well. So there's been a lot of very significant factors which have really contributed to the huge increase in in housing costs. Um, I'm hoping in 2023 that's going to become mitigated as as the year goes on. However, there is no doubt there is still a gap between what your average person on average income can afford and what the price of a home is today. And one of my jobs is is to find out how we can release that funding into the market to help support and get people onto the housing ladder because i think it's really really important that we deliver that however the biggest danger we have is we inflate the housing market in other words we give a signal that it's a one-way ticket to investors in other words house prices can only go up there's never a downside to this and we just have to be very careful how we deliver that uh, that impact
3: okay. I, I i get that but um, i'm very pleased to hear you say that you you clearly you're aware of the affordability gap and Mm. I'm very pleased to hear that um, you've got specific thoughts developing on, on how to overcome that. To me it's one of the biggest crises Jersey's faced almost in my lifetime there are just way too many people turning up on our door at Sanctuary Trust who as I've already said can no longer afford rents and what's even worse that's bad enough but what's even worse the number of people particularly young Jersey people who are now saying I can't afford to live in Jersey I'm going elsewhere and a member of my wife's family and his family have done that in recent months and we know that many 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 more are doing the same thing and that's our future if we can't keep our young people in the island where we're mortgaging our future whichever way you look at it and I think it, it's really good news that David is well aware of that and I, I absolutely get that it's really complex one thing to be aware of it it's really difficult to deal with it but gosh we really do need some clear decision taking and action where it's possible to address this issue. as Otherwise, um, our future as an island in the context of who's going to be fulfilling the jobs, who's going to be um, creating the communities that we rely on so much, our future doesn't look great.
1: And I think mm-hmm. what we're saying there, you know, it is complex. It is difficult. It's going to take time mm. in the yeah. interim. The homeless problem is growing. Mm. Is it fair that... It's charities like Sanctuary Trust, Shelter Trust, JAFE that are Mm. Having to tackle the problem head on and actually with really limited resources,
2: mm-hmm. uh, and uh, absolutely uh, the, the answer to your question in simple terms, no, it isn't. Uh, I think that's that's how I would uh, view it because I don't think we. This is an issue which we can rely on charity. I think we have to understand that there is a, a place for charity to play. However, there has to be a strategy from government which doesn't rely on a on a charitable you know strategy being right. Um, so what we need to do is we need to properly resource that. And of course, one of the things we're doing at the moment, and this is my... biggest thing I think is, is this building program we are on at the moment mm-hmm. and that is building literally thousands of homes now up to 2030 I was looking at some stats the other day and it's been shameful how few homes have been built over there, there have been odd years blips where we've seen increases but on average been delivering something of the order of 230 to 250 homes a year I- into the market and that's just simply too few and and our problem right now is, is ca- we're in catch up so as much as everybody says oh you know, there won't be anybody to, to to fill all these. I can assure you there are plenty of people out there who, to, who will fill these yes. homes. And also on top of that, I think what it will do is it will give more choice to the market. And that should in turn bring down um, rental prices, you know, in particular rental, rather than mortgages. Obviously, mortgages are a different, uh, different ballgame. But what I do want to see is, I and again, we come back to using Andium and leveraging them, is about these no deposit, mo- you know, no deposits putting down. And that's something we can do. You know, things which which people cannot save for a mortgage because they're paying so much out in rent. So how can we use Andium or how can we use Jersey Development Company to assist in that way to give people access to the the housing market?
3: I think that no deposit scheme that Andium operate together with Mm -hmm. shared equity as a a method of purchase, I think that's so important. And and I'm really pleased to hear you say that. You probably won't agree with us, David, that to an outside observer one of the current problems in providing enough housing units would appear to be planning um, there's been a significant number of developments knocked back by the planning subcommittee in recent times and that seems to me to be just totally contrary to what the island so desperately needs and so you needn't comment <laughs> on, on that but that that's a personal view and I, I find it disturbing that there doesn't seem to be enough joined up thinking in this regard to solve the problem.
2: I can't let you get away with that without a little challenge on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so what I, what I would say is, I, I, I mean I agree with you, it does from the outside look bizarre that we are demanding more homes to be built and yet we are, being, you know, we've seen sites um, one on Broad Street, a major site being turned down, we've seen Jersey Development Company's South Hill site being turned down um, for Again, issues around light, um, scale of, of units and things like this. and it's it's really you know this is our challenge today. Um, we have the idyllic world which is we have minimum standards, minimum sizes and minimum square meters of, of home space. However, that comes at a cost. And so one of the one of the challenges is can we build smaller? Now uh, the uh, South Hill uh, uh, development was turned down because there were too many quotes smaller units, um, and some of the units only had what we call single aspect. In other words, they were facing the cliff face. Now you have to understand that if you live in St Helier and you've got higher density there are going to be issues around not everybody's going to have a sea view not everybody can have this you know so we have to find a balance between those and, and recognise that these are the limitations we are going to have to build some accommodation which isn't ideal um, And but on the other hand if we don't have a home at all um, that's surely the worst case scenario so I think the tension is is within planning is is where do we find that balance where do we find that You know, should people be allowed to live in what they call substandard accommodation? Not at all. I absolutely disagree with that. However, if in a site you have, I don't know, 80% of the accommodation is of an appropriate standard and meets all the... You know, is 20% being slightly below that standard... Uh, appropriate for the overall scheme to go ahead you know we will never find perfection you know perfection is in the you know the world of the gods um you know if we wait for perfection we won't do anything so i think we have to understand that we have to flex these issues a bit and that won't obviously please the ears of of uh, some people
3: they'll mm. yeah, be your you're spot on um too often we strive for perfection and end up doing nowhere near enough and, and it, it's a difficult one but there, there has to be balance and the point you made is so right um, a less than perfect home is still a home which is far better than no home at all um, and hopefully planning are going to be clearer and more proactive if you like and more practical uh, f- looking forward than I sense they've been in recent times
1: you're talking about no home you both slept in pier road c- car park yes last year in november um and i think that's a, a sign of sort of you know government and charities actually becoming more interlinked i think there's a lot of work going on in this space raising awareness around homelessness in jersey um it does feel like there is a more coordinated and collaborative approach between government and the charities to to tackle homelessness today do you think that's right Frank? Yes I
3: do. Um, I mentioned already that since David um, took over the role of of housing minister we've had far more interest, far more involvement and far more support uh, than we've ever had. Certainly I've been involved in the charity now for 11 years uh, and this is the most proactive involvement we've had from a housing minister and from government um, in that time And and it really is very very welcome.
1: I mean, in an ideal world and you've said this many times we we would eradicate homelessness so there would not be a need for charities like sanctuary trusts I mean how realistic is it that that becomes you know the reality in the island do we have a strategy for eradicating homelessness I mean how can we how can we measure it
3: It'll it'll never happen but that doesn't stop shouldn't stop any of us aiming for it mm. as long as we're aiming to eradicate it then we will be keeping very active very proactive um, in terms of dealing with it Um, but there will always be people whose marriage breaks up who lose their jobs or whatever it may be who end up as a result homeless what we've got to do realistically we've got to aim for eradicating it realistically what we're going to do and I think our doing is and and certainly will do in the future, is reduce the number of homeless people as far as we possibly can.
1: What about all the people in the island who still don't believe Mm. or don't realise or deny that there Mm. is a homeless issue? What would the message be to them? I just
2: find it very frustrating because I think it just breeds complacency. I mean, uh, you know, we talked about vacant homes earlier on. Um, that's That's complacency that's that's absolutely you know allowing buildings to fall apart um, because you, you I don't know you don't feel there's a need or society says actually that's we can tolerate that that's fine because I've got a home and I don't need to worry about it, but it's a bit of an eyesore they're not actually thinking about the gold dust that is a home and having a home Mm -hmm. and I think that stability that security of tenure and I think that's for me is is kind of my driving force it's quite interesting we've um, obviously our homelessness um, strategy has literally just kicked off end of January I think we set up you know a a service we're now up to 220 homes vacant homes having been reported to us and we're quietly triaging our way through Um, but one of the the homes which has been brought to our attention was owned by a lady who died in 1975 okay and we can't find any heirs this home has just been left and it's it's one of these situations whereby everybody's looked at everybody else and going oh I Mm. thought you were dealing with it I thought you were dealing with it and actually nobody's done anything with it at all and so we're very proactively trying to get this uh, house home um, back into market I I, I was just reflecting upon this lady whether you know if you're a god-fearing individual looking down from up there saying why is no one living in my home i don't need it anymore and it's this home you know and we're crying out for family homes we're crying you know i get criticized all the time for high density there's too many one bedrooms too many two bedrooms minister Too, you know not enough garden space etc so et yeah all of these uh, vacant homes have all of that but we seem to refuse to bite the bullet and and get on and deal with this issue this 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 the, I'm trying to think of what you would, I'm trying to think of an appropriate word, I can't find a word at the moment, which would say just how how terrible that is. But it does, it just breeds complacency. And I, I think this is where a lot of people in, in Jersey, I know, feel that the haves and have-nots. They're the homeowners, and then there are those people who are are struggling with their rents. Um, and we have to bridge that gap. We have to f- say, no, there isn't, we're all in this together, and we need to resolve this problem together. Yeah, I
3: absolutely agree. But Interesting um, comment there about the have and the have-nots, and there clearly is a massive gulf in Jersey at the moment. But turning, thinking about some of the haves, at least, <clears throat> there have been quite a lot of adverse publicity and comment recently, not for the first time, about wealthy um, immigrants coming to Jersey. Well, speaking from Sanctuary Trust point of view, I think it's absolutely certain to say that without the support... Of some of those wealthy immigrants a significant number of them i don't think we'd exist uh, we don't get government funding and the amount of support financially that we've had from wealthy immigrants has just been sensational um, and i really don't think we would have been able to balance the books probably for the last three, four, maybe years, maybe even longer without that support. And that that's something that doesn't get, in my opinion, doesn't get enough publicity in Jersey. You know, there's a lot of these people who are playing a really active part in the community, um, supporting charities like us and, and doing a host of other things. You know, I heard of um, two... Um, Wealthy uh, residents recently, um, who totally anonymously, they refuse any publicity, uh, have um, given um, it's either iPads or, or, or laptops, I'm not sure which, to a school, given them completely free. In our case, we operate from three buildings, and one couple, who again will have no publicity at all, bought both those buildings a little while ago, and they charge us £1 a year rent Uh, Now, you know, we'd be paying, if we were paying market value um, on those buildings over the last so many years, it would have amounted to hundreds of thousands of pounds, which we haven't got. Uh, And I think that side of the have argument... Um, isn't getting enough airtime in Jersey and we and we really need to better understand the contribution that a lot of these people are making to the have nots. You know, we we talk about this Gulf quite rightly, um, but that some of the haves, not all of course, but some of the haves are doing a huge amount to support the have nots. I'm
1: gonna ask you one final question now and it's a bit of a mm-hmm. wave a magic wand moment mm-hmm. for both of you. If Frank, starting with you, if you could literally wave a magic wand regarding homelessness in Jersey, what would you want to achieve?
3: Well, it wouldn't exist. That would be the ultimate um, magic wand. Um, Being perhaps I'd have a slightly weaker magic wand than that. So, trying to be (laughs) a bit practical, I I would like to. I I think what we need to see is much more of what. David has said government is doing, identifying the extent of the problem, identifying the roots of the problem and then working very closely with all the charities who support homeless people, working very closely with us to make sure that we're doing every possible thing as an island all together to address and minimise the problem.
1: And Deputy Boy, if we come to you on this, yeah. in a year's time, it would be two years in the role, what would we <laughs> like to talk about <clears throat> in a year's time? Well, I,
2: I, I think what I'd like to talk about is, is how St Helia, being the, the capital um, of, our, of our island, um, how it's improved in, in terms of its livability, you know, people want to live in in St Helia rather than going, oh well if I have a choice I'll go out and live in the countryside I think it's really important that we get what we call permeability through St Helia, we have joined up thinking throughout St Helia, you know the the Fort Regent is one of the is in one of the biggest parks and it's never visited by most people today I think it's really important we get that back up and running Mm -hmm. again, Mm -hmm. but I think it's that linkage through town where you can uh, walk or cycle safely through town because we've managed to link up all the different aspects of town. So therefore, the quality of town as a, as a resident will be significantly improved. So is that a magic wand? I hope it's not a magic wand, because that's I hope that's going to be government policy, you know, in in, in future groups. But I think it's really important. But, but it does take long term commitment. And I'm sure in my time as housing minister, a lot of the stuff that I would like to be done will not have been delivered. But I hope I've managed to put it on the track where people can see where we're going. Because I think for too long, people don't, haven't understood where we're headed. And I think we just, it's that vision, isn't it? We need that clear vision, which lots of people get the hang of. And for too long, we've been, it talked about it and talked and talked and talked. And uh, I'm talking to an ex-chief uh, minister here who knows what talking looks like um, <laughs> instead of actually action. And I think politicians need to action. And, th- and that's, my, that's my, my, my thing is if we can act we can do stuff and heck we're, we're 9 by 5 island, 103,000 people if we can't get things turned around you know what help what use is there for any other or hope I should say is there for any other jurisdiction
1: last word from you Frank
2: I agree with that that's the last word I think
0: <laughs> um, thank you both for your time today
2: thank you it's our pleasure thank, thank you. you
0: thank you to Deputy David War and Frank Walker for taking the time to discuss their views on homelessness in Jersey Sanctuary Trust is Connect Magazine's charity partner for 2023, and you can read their feature in the May edition of the magazine by heading to the Baileywick Express website. If you want to support the work of Sanctuary Trust in helping homeless men get back on their feet, you can do so by visiting their website at www.sanctuarytrust.org.je.